Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome once again to Hang On Soupy. I'm your host, Caleb Soupy Spinner, and today I am sitting on a Zoom call with two of the most decorated individuals in the history of St. Ignatius High School Athletics, Coach Mike McLaughlin, a decorated head coach, and Luciano Pacota. Guys, how are you doing today? Well, thank you, Caleb. It's been a nice uh, nice honor to, to, to meet you and to, to speak to you and looking forward to today's conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Now, Cleveland, Ohio is a big city. They have several schools there, several Catholic schools, if, if I'm specifying here. What drew you both to Ignatius? Because you were both students uh, before you became a coach and, and now as you're an athlete too, Luciano. What drew you to St. Ignatius over those others? Coach, we'll start with you. Well, I think that our both of our answers are going to be the same. Um, my dad went to St. Ignatius High School, and that's kind of why I went to St. Ignatius. And Luciano's dad went, and so that had a major role in it. And my grandfather actually went to St. Ignatius in the 20s and didn't graduate from there, but he went there and then had to stop because he had to work to help out his family in the 20s. Um, so it's just been a, a tradition in our family, and it's just always been a wonderful place in Northeast Ohio and something that I'd always thought about when I was in grade school. And, and so I attended and graduated in 85. My brother in 88 and my son Matthew graduated last year. I've got a son Patrick who is there a sophomore right now and a son Marty who will be a freshman next year. So it's kind of in the McLaughlin blood, I would say. Absolutely. It's in the McLaughlin blood. Your son Matthew graduated last year from Ignatius and now plays at Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yes. You've done your homework. St. Ignatius is a legacy passed down in your family. It's it's a good tradition to have in, in, a, in a family tree. I never went to St. Ignatius. I graduated from Mechanicsburg High School in Mechanicsburg, Ohio, 45 minutes west of Columbus. But my dad graduated in 1991 and he raised my brother Josh and I to always, you know, be Ignatius men for others. And with the motto AMDG, which translates to Latin uh, for the greater glory of God. I, I don't know exactly what the AMDG stands for, but it's abbreviated. How does St. Ignatius use theology and its unique blend of theology and, you know, academics to create these men for others and create this culture uh, that they have and that they're so known for. We're lucky that at the core of St. Ignatius High School is the mission of the school. And I think that a lot of schools, the focus is is strictly education. I would say that that is the the second focus of our school. The first focus is is the mission of the school. And the mission of the school is to take young men and help them to discover their talents and their abilities and then figure out how to take those talents and abilities to the world to, to make life easier and better for, for other people. And so it's wonderful to be, to have gone to a school that's mission-based and to work at a place that's mission-based. And, and I think that that drives everything that we do. It drives our academics, it drives our sports, it drives everything. And so students... I think they probably get tired of hearing it, but it gets, you know, pounded into their brain from the moment they walk through the doors that one of the real reasons why you're here at the school is to become shaped so that you can go out and, and change the world and make it better. And and so that's who we are. That's what we do. And are we perfect at it? Nobody's perfect, but it's it's something I think that becomes part of a, a student's DNA and, and stays with you for the rest of your life. And Caleb, your dad went to St. Ignatius and obviously this stuff matters to him still too, you know, 30 years later. And so it just, it becomes a part of who you are. And Luciano, I want you to talk about this as a current student coach, obviously you graduated from Ignatius as well, but as a current student, 
Can you speak to how you feel the school's focus on theology has influenced you? This this hammering home as soon as you walk through the door, how important it is, both in the classroom and on the soccer field. Um, so for starters, I'll start, I'll start with the field, the soccer field. On the soccer field at Ignatius, I think this is what separates our program a lot from other people, what Coach Mike has done. Everything has a method to it. And even in practice, I not every school does it, but even for us, before every game, we have prayers we say. Before every single practice, we have um, we have prayers we say. Um, and it kind of unifies us as a group. So like through through that faith, through theology, you can see like the team every I've, I've been a part of it now for two years, um, three years technically, but the way theology and our and the school affects the, on the field, it unifies us as a group. And that's why I think we've done so well. The environment created also at the school through theology. Like Ignatius is a place that I enjoy going to. Like I, I wake up for school and I'm excited to go because of the environment of the school from a theology standpoint. You have all these people, all these great alumni, like coach and all these other people that love coming back to the school and they want to give back to it. And um, when they give back to the school, they've made people like me realize the importance of going out and helping other people as well. You know, most students will wake up for, for school in the morning and they'll be excited to go see their friends. From what you're saying to me, it sounds like you wake up and you go see your brothers. You're, you're that close. Yeah. I mean, I love waking up. Like for instance, like this, this semester, I've only had two classes. I have Mr. Brennan as a teacher in I've never once woken up. I've never like once I I can say personally, I've never been like, oh my goodness, I love this dude's class so much, but I'll literally wake up and I'll get on his call and I'll be so excited to go to his class because the inspiration that he has for me, say it's a story or anything, I'm just so excited to get into his class and like learn. And I can say firsthand, most kids aren't like that. I'm not certainly like that, but those are the type of people at Ignatius. And I think that's why the school is so known, well known because of those people. Coach, we know from what Luciano just said that the spirituality and the focus on theology at St. Ignatius creates a brotherhood from him. I want to dive in on, on something I heard you say in a previous interview that you've been in that you like to to pray in silence and not necessarily speak to God, but let him you know, you listen and let him do the talking. How does this help you strengthen your faith when you pray? So I think one of the most important skills that a a human being can have is their ability to connect and their ability to connect with other people. And from a teacher standpoint, from a coach's standpoint, to connect with your, your players and your students. And, but I think something that's been really important in my life at St. Ignatius High School is the importance of connecting with God. And, and so all students, they go through a, like a prayer group course when they're sophomores, and it just it begins to help them to just to understand how to t- communicate to God, how to talk to God. And I think the, the most common way that we think of interacting with God is by us speaking and us reciting certain things, but there's a real beauty in, in just sitting and, and letting God come to you. And uh, St. Ignatius Loyola, the founder of our school, he created something called the spiritual exercises. And it's a 30 day silent retreat where you really, you just kind of, you shut up and you listen to God move in your heart and, and help you to see things. And and so that's been a real gift. I think that's come to me over the years at the school is just this idea of listening and not just listening to God, but listening to others. And there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth that we should spend more time listening than talking. And so the more I've listened, the more I, I feel like I, I make progress in life. And so same with people, same with God. And so I think that's been an important thing. I mean, I I know at least as a Catholic myself, I need to listen more to to what God's saying instead of, you know, asking him for for help in my life. I got to listen, you know, when he gives that to me. So I I know exactly what you're saying there. 
Now let's move on and talk about, you know, your guys, you guys and, and the St. Ignatius, as I call them, the kicking cats uh, on the soccer team. Men's soccer at, at, uh, at St. Ignatius is, is now become a brotherhood. You know, where I go to where I went to high school, Mechanicsburg, it's, you know, football all the time, football, basketball, ba- uh, baseball. But it sounds like at St. Ignatius, soccer is right up there with, you know, the biggest sports that people get hyped about uh, and that you see thousands of fans pouring into the stands for. So you guys have made a culture up there. Coach, I've heard you talk about your time at, uh, you know, spending in the Peace Corps and how a coincidental absence led you to returning to St. Ignatius. Could you tell me more about your return and how God directed you to take a permanent role as a teacher and coach and how he's led you to create the culture that I just mentioned? Yeah. So, you know, I I came back from the Philippines in the early 90s and uh, went and visited St. Ignatius just to say hello to my former teachers and coaches. And it just so happened that there was an opening in the theology department and also an opening in, in the soccer program. And so I, it's just really uh, coincidental, um, but God's work for sure. And so that's when I started um, teaching and coaching. And so it's, it's just, I, I remember when I was a student at St. Ignatius walking in this back quad area, Luciano knows where that is, kind of where the Murphy gym is. And I, I remember vividly when I was a junior thinking how amazing it would be to come back to the school someday and to be a teacher and a coach. And, and I even thought to be a priest, you know, that was something that went through my brain and my heart. And here I am several years later, and I'm not a priest, but a teacher and a coach. And it's, uh, there's something, I don't want to say magical, but something neat about just being at St. Ignatius High School. And Luciano knows it and feels it. And Caleb, your dad knows it and feels it. And and so um, there's a brotherhood in the hallways. There's a brotherhood amongst all the sports. And yeah, sure, football's the big dog at, at every school. And you talk about your experience in high school. Most American schools are football, baseball, um, basketball. And But because of our success, St. Ignatius soccer has become um, a sport that gets a lot of support and attention. And, you know, we will get thousands of people at our games and it's really, it's, it's incredible. Um, and I think there's a lot of young people that really love soccer and most kids have grown up playing a little bit of soccer. And when you recognize quality, when you see something that's impressive and you see talent, I think it's fun to, to be part of it. And I think that over the years, we've had so many wonderful, incredible soccer players, Luciano included, of course, that people want to come and see. And, and soccer is an amazing game and happy that we've been a, able to elevate it and just on a national stage to do what we've done. And, and so throughout all that, a brotherhood has definitely formed. And I think guys are proud to put on the jersey and they're excited to, to play in front of their fans and so it's just it's it's really been a wonderful experience both kinds of football the one with two o's and then the one with a u and a single o are popular at st ignatius it sounds like the moment that led to your long you know and decorated coaching career was was what you just talked about speaking of that decorated coaching career i gotta get my notes here because i want to make sure that i read this right and keep in mind these are not typos here i i did my research these are not typos Nine OHSAA Division I state championships, 33 Coach of the Year awards from the OHSAA, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, USA Today, among others. How would you describe your style of coaching and why do you think it's been so successful? So I don't look that old, but those numbers just mean I've been doing it for a long time. So I'm a soccer player, right? Like, first, I love the game from the eyes of a player. And I still think of myself as a soccer player. And I I think everything that I do as a coach, I look at the game through the eyes of a player. 
And what did I enjoy as a player? What, what motivated, motivated me as a player? And I, I try never to forget that. And I, I think that it matters that you always have the eyes of the players in mind when you're creating stuff. And even as a teacher, always remembering what it felt like to be a student sitting in the desk. And so, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. And there have been different progressions in my growth as a coach. And, but I, here are the things. I, I want Luciano to love coming to practice every day. I've always wanted to create an environment where the players love to be part of something special and a part of something where they feel valued and, and they feel important. And when you get a bunch of talented players that all feel this way, special things can happen. And so I think we're successful because we have this environment. And I'm going to be honest, we also are really successful. And I have these coaching awards because we have amazing players, <laughs> you know, um, Luciano and, and Yanni Saris and Mark Lades and Barry Rice and Justin Morrow and my son, Matthew and Kyle Foles. There's so many kids that have helped to elevate us to the status. And so you don't win in soccer without players, but I'm, I'm proud that I've been able to build a program with these players that they love to be a part of and that we've been able to have national prominence and send so many kids on to big time college programs. And so that's, that's been tremendous. And so I hope always that the kids love showing up every day and there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of, but it's, this is life and it's to help get them prepared for, they're going to have pressure in their jobs and everything. And so, so many wonderful things are taught through our game. And yeah, so that's, that's, it's, it's been a tremendous 26 years and, and looking forward to to next season. That's all you have is the next season. And so hope we can keep it rolling. I'm really glad you brought up the players because I, I always say this when I'm talking on air or, you know, off the air with friends when they talk about a coach who's on the hot seat. And, you know, it's often the Dallas Cowboys, with Jason Garrett, now Mike McCarthy. But, you know, they're so quick to blame the coach. And I said, well, the coach is a big part of it, but the coach can give you the tools for success. It's up to the players to do it. And so your leadership plus the culture and the players that you have and who decide to go to St. Ignatius because of the leadership and the, and the experience you bring is, is a whole half of the success here. And I want to talk to Luciano about that. You've played for Coach McLaughlin now for a couple of years. How has his coaching mentality and his style influenced you to be the best you can be and to show up and give your best every day at practice and then in the games? Well, it starts with the environment that he uh, creates even in practice, not even on the field, off the field, um, just as the man the man he, he is and how he holds himself um, as a coach and as a teacher at the school. My father went and played for Mike back in uh, the 90s, I uh, like a long time ago. So, I mean, I was always destined to go play at Ignatius. I was always destined to go play for Coach Mike. That was always my, um, like, coming up. I remember going to, like, the little kid camps and everything. But uh, the amount of time that Coach Mike puts into his work, it draws people. And, I mean, for him, for him, he's, like, recruited so many different – not recruited, but um, it's not, like, a recruiting. It's more of, like, he has so much success. And then all the kids coming up, they look up to him when they're, like, I want to go play for that guy. Like, he's the it's type of culture. coach that – he's the type of coach that I want to go play for. It's the culture of the program. And every single day in practice, he creates that. Of course, it's the player's job to go out there and perform. But when you have a coach like Coach Mike, he's um, that sets you on that path for success, creating that culture. Um, one thing that I think is important that we did this year, and we did it last year as well, um, I think I even have it in my room. We have, let me grab it really fast. We have these little, 
the past two years I've been on varsity, we have these little tennis balls. At the beginning of every season, we write our motto for the year. And this year's was brotherhood. And it's just those little things that Coach Mike does that, you know, separate us from being an average program to having the capability to go out and win a national championship. When you just brought the tennis ball close to the camera, though, I could see there was a lot of other stuff written on it. What What is that other stuff? Um, so there's um, this is actually the one from last year that we had. And last year's quote was um, it was back to a Navy SEAL story. Um, the guy said where the, the model that year was I am that man. I'm that person that is going to go out there and I'm going to be that person that dies for my, like sacrifices himself for his brothers and goes out there and does it. And this year is brotherhood on here. Like we have our numbers, we got our numbers on them and the job every single game is to bring your tennis ball, every practice. You don't have your tennis ball. Um, you weren't allowed to play practice everything. And you know, it's just like, he keeps us that that's, that's another thing too. Like there's the accountability of wanting to be a part of the program. And I mean, on here, you write every single time, every year I write the people that inspire me to go and want to do, to want to play for such a great program like St. Ignatius. So, I mean, that's pretty much what the tennis ball is. And it's another one of coach Mike's tools that he's used to inspire all of us. And that's why I feel like that's one of the main, many reasons why we've been so successful as a program. And clearly that mentality works because you've won several in awards and extinctions, uh, distinctions as well. Uh, you were named Mr. Soccer by the OH, uh, by the OSSCA. I'm so used to saying OHSAA. Tell me about how you set goals for yourself and how you appreciate the small victories, but while also looking ahead and, and thinking about what's next. So for me, I'm, I, of course I set small goals, but I mainly set large goals. I like to push myself to the limit of pot, like of what I can think I can do. So for me, I set goals and then on the way, I don't even think of like when we won the when we won the national championship this year for high school for St. Ignatius, the thought in my head was, this is awesome. Like I'm going to enjoy it. But the next day after that, my thought process was we got to do that again next year. Like I'm always thinking, I'm always been a forward thinking person. Uh, my dad's kind of inspired that in me, but I'm always thinking what's next. How can I get better? How can I push myself? Because I set large goals down the road, 10 years away from me, 10 years down the road to be a better, better soccer player, be a better person. And every day I ask myself, I even have it. I have a large set of goals that I printed out, typed tons of them. And I tape them in my shower at the top um, of my shower. And every morning when I wake up and I take a shower, I look into the, I look over and I read my goals to myself. And I kind of just tell myself like, Hey, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, and every day I remind myself, I have most of them memorized because I look at them so much. But, um, for me, like those big goals, um, I ask myself every day, especially like even when we won the, when we win, I ask myself like, Hey, like, am I doing this stuff that allows me the chance to do that, to go out and do that goal, to complete that dream. And we're going to talk about those goals that you have set for yourself in a second, but first, St. Ignatius won its 10th state championship in program history this season. Uh, your second state title in as many years. I remember, you know, one thing that will always stick with me was watching you guys last year. Uh, I was in a box at Mapfer, at uh, Mapfer Stadium with with your dad and your family uh, watching you guys play that one and win that one. Congratulations, by the way. I don't know if I've ever said that. But St. Ignatius is no stranger to success on the soccer field. Tell me about the journey that you guys went on to return to Mapfer Stadium this season. So for us, um, like I said, too, like what I just said a second ago, when we won last year, I'm thinking of next year. Same thing. Um, I'll never forget. We had our banquet in 2019 and uh, all the seniors, we had 15 seniors. 
So, you know, no one really thought, knew it was going to happen for the next year. And um, I remember um, at the banquet, towards the ends of it, uh, me and a bunch of the under, not underclass and juniors, um, we went into the back side of rating behind where the banquet was being held. And I remember like we sat down and we like all talked to each other about how we needed to do this again, like how it felt to win a state championship. And we were like, next year, we got to go do this again with all those, all those kids this past year, we were able through all the stuff. I mean, none of us knew we were going to have a season. None of us knew if we, we didn't, we thought at the beginning of the season, we thought we were going to get shut down. Um, We had a scare at the beginning of the season. We thought we were done, but through all of it, I mean, we kind of came together. The goal, even in practice, you could see it, the goal. Um, I'll always say my first year as a freshman, I got called up for varsity for the, to be a practice player my freshman year. And I'll never forget going to those practices. And there was a feeling in the air where I, I don't know, I could just kind of see it where there was like half the team, like the team wasn't fully united. Those, those boys loved each other. Every team I've ever seen at Ignatius has loved each other because of the environment. But there was a difference between last year. There was a difference these past two years. The boys last year, they kind of inspired me, the 15 seniors, um, because I just saw how bad they wanted it. They lost two years back to back, and they just came out and they, they, they fought. Like no one was going to take that away from them. And like to be a part of be a part of that was just awesome. So it, it's clear to me, Coach, from what Luciano just said there, and in both of those last two questions, that he is motivated and he is inspired, and a lot of that is thanks to you. What ways do you do that? Do you motivate um, your players? And as I mentioned, they're you know they're so used to success. How do you make sure they don't go complacent and just settle? You know, we won the state championship. Great. Okay, we can take the year off. How do you make sure that that mentality doesn't creep in their heads? So I, I, we're lucky that we have a tradition, we have a culture, and I think that that helps to motivate players for sure. My own personal style is is to have relationships, is to get to know the players on an individual basis. And I, I think there's lots of different understandings of what a coach is and what the roles of a coach is. And you think back of Vince Lombardi, you know, as the great order speech giver and, you know, motivator. And, um, and to be honest, that's not my style. Like I'm not standing on top of the pulpit, you know, <laughs> giving out, the, but, but I, I do hope that every player on my team, I know well, and I've known Luciano since he's been since seven, you know, since he's six, seven years of age. And I know what matters to him. And I know when things are good in his life and I know when things are not so good. And, and I, and I think that that matters and that when you have a coach that, that, that cares for you, I think players know that and they're willing to, to do stuff. And, and so that's, that's my style. That's what I hope to do. And, um, and I, when you get a group of people that all feel valued and, and feel that, that, that this, this program matters to them and, I, I think great things can happen that way. You've done so much and, and won so much already. What other goals do you have set for yourself that you want to accomplish by the end of, uh, by the end of your career? You know, whether that's next year or whether that's several, several years down the road. Yeah. Like I never set up, you know, we got to win this many games as yeah. a coach and I want to be the all time. It's not like that at all. I I'm an athlete, you know, I I'm a soccer player, like I said in the beginning and, I think anybody who's athletic, like Luciano said, he has goals. And today, today is January 8th. And today, I, as a 50-something man, I have a chance to get better. 
And I've always had that mentality. And I remember when I was in high school, when kids were out doing different things, I didn't do that. I would go running by myself and I would, I wanted to get better all the time. And so still to this day, what's today's Friday on Tuesday, I ran 10 miles on Wednesday, I ran 10 miles and, and I'm, I, I want to keep growing and getting better and challenging myself and pushing myself. So as a coach, I'm always reading different books and I'm reading legacy right now about the all blacks from New Zealand and just always try and find ways that, that I can continue to grow as a coach and, and keep getting better as a human being and grow closer to God and be better father and, and husband. And, and that's, that's part of my DNA. And I think, I hope that players, they see that and know that too. And, and it, that's like for Luciano at this age to, to have that type of focus is, is really unique and rare and not every kid does, but I think kids in our program see Luciano doing this type of stuff and seeing the success that he's had. I think that's a big part of the motivation too, is when they get to interact and bump into to their peers who are doing amazing, unique things too. Well, I'm almost 19 and I run three miles a day. So thanks for making me feel like I should be doing more uh, to stay in shape. I really appreciate that. Just keep uh, running. Keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not fun. I don't find it enjoyable, but when you look at what it does, I, I'm I'm in so much better shape when I do it than when I don't. So it, you definitely see the payoff for it. And that's, that's always a constant motivator. Luciano, you've got a college career that's set to come up, maybe a career in the MLS. What, what are you looking for? What are, what are some of those goals that you have on your shower sheet uh, down the road, five, 10 years from now? Um, You know, I set a lot of goals. Um, not all of them are soccer related. Um, uh, Of course, at the moment right now, I kind of, I want to go play college soccer. Um, I want to go play college soccer. My goal has always been to play professional. Um, and that's one thing too. Like when I set my long-term goals, um, I set my most important one is, um, playing professionally. That is one of the most important goals I've set. And every choice that and decision that I make both my dad and I both know. Um, so I talk to my parents about my goals. I show them my goals. I let them know. Cause my dad, um, I look up to my dad. I think a lot like my dad and he helps me you know, make the right decisions to try to, to try to achieve those goals. And, um, I've, I've, I've also set goals such as, um, even in school, you know, finishing my goal was to finish, um, high school with a 4.0 GPA in the classroom. I set goals. I set goals such as like down the road. If after I want to play professionally, I want to come back and I want to coach during quarantine, my younger siblings have a bunch of teammates in their neighborhood and they would come over to my house and I'd train them. I'd set up cones in the backyard. I'd show them all the drills that I do. And I literally, I'd train, I'd train these um, 10 year old kids in my backyard. I just enjoy, I enjoy doing that type of stuff, but for sure, I want to play professional soccer. I'm looking forward to playing collegiate soccer as well. And I'm, I'm hopeful. We'll see what happens. So I'll just remind you of one thing, you know, because you did say a professional career is on the horizon. I will remind you of one thing. Columbus or bust. If you're not drafted by the crew, immediate trade request, get to Columbus. Okay. That's the, that's really, that's really the, the team you want to play for at the end of the day. So the, the MLS champs. So Luciano, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Good luck at everything uh, and, and enjoy, enjoy the small victories, but keep going for what's next. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me so much. Coach, it's been an honor speaking with you too. Uh, I, I wish you the best of luck in this season and, and future endeavors. And as always, beat Eds. Yeah, you got it, Caleb. Caleb, you're an impressive young man. So it was nice to meet you too. I think we'll be seeing more of your name out there. So continued good luck to you.
Thank you. Thank you. As always, a new episode of Hang On Soupy comes out every week. The podcast releases on scarletandgraysportsradio.com every Wednesday. And then the video goes up on YouTube and Instagram on Friday. So you can watch and listen in both forms, however you like to do it best. For Hang On Soupy in Columbus, Ohio, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here. We're out of here.